Hello, welcome to He's Hot But Something's Off with me, Jess, Joey T. I <laughs> was at the gym on the way home from gym, but where the gym is, there's a Trader Joe's and it's easy to just pick up one or two things that I need from the grocery store. Fresh stuff that I can't just buy in bulk. And every two or three days, I get a pack of chicken thighs uh, because I eat so much chicken. And I just got up from the gym early in the afternoon. It was in a little grocery bag, a reusable grocery bag that I keep in my gym bag all the time so I can buy things at Trader Joe's and have a way to carry it home. And I went up and like did something for two hours. And I walked back into the kitchen or the dining room. I left it on the dining room table. Did something for two hours. Walk into the dining room, uh, past the table, and then it was like, shit, I left the chicken just sitting on the dining room table, not refrigerated for two hours when I got home. So, yeah, stuff like that happens. So we got chicken and then we got some non-dairy cheese because I'm not doing dairy anymore. Um, anyways... Great way to kick off the podcast. What I thought I'd try to do, and I kind of did this last time on the last episode of the podcast, is I'll start off talking about some sort of gay cruise topic for the first half of the podcast, first half of the episode, and then I'll talk about some other thing for like the second half. Um, So we kind of get the cruise advice and cruise convos that a lot of you have said you liked. Uh, and I can talk about my other non-cruise stuff after that. So one cruise topic I do want to talk about is the perception of the type of guys that are on a gay cruise. So especially on the internet, on the comment sections everywhere, once in a while you get a comment that says, it's all just uh, roided up guys, muscle, gym bunnies, that uh, go on to these cruises, there's no diversity, blah, 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 along those lines. I haven't, I try not to embroil myself in too many comments usually, so I don't read many comments to start, so I don't know like the typical wording, but I know enough and I've heard enough from other people to know that that's like the gist of some of these negative comments uh, if it's like a YouTube video about a gay cruise or anything like that, basically saying it's just young, muscled up gym bunnies or it's just like, quote unquote, hot, pretty young people. Uh, those are subjective, by the way, um, that are on these cruises. And it's always, you know what? None of those people that make those comments have been on a gay cruise to be just straight up tea. Because anyone that's been on any gay cruise, any of them, and unless they lock themselves in the cabin for the entire duration of that cruise, or maybe they're blind, I don't know, they have just, they're just not speaking from firsthand experience or from any sort of research facts. So it's just their perception of who goes on these cruises. Now, I can see how someone who's probably not so on board and doesn't really like that type of event, that type of, you know, the gay cruise idea concept, they're not on board to begin with. And 
they're just negative and spiteful for whatever reason. I think it's easy for them to latch onto some of the photos and videos that are out there, uh, the Atlantis marketing photos, for example. <laughs> Have you ever noticed the Atlantis uh, marketing, all the images they use? There's a very particular style that all the photos are photographed in. And uh, there's a certain range of guys that are featured in them, right? But if you look at some of the videos that I have, um, a lot of them are not super close-up shots of people because not everybody wants to be like zoomed in and be thrown onto the internet, right? And I know some of my cruise videos get a fair amount of views, but when I film my videos on the cruises, I do a lot of kind of wide-angle panning shots. So you're not super zoomed in on one person, but you get a good scan of like the crowd in general. It's just enough to make out, um, you know, um, different people, not up close where like they can be like super easily identified. Sometimes I do that, but I like to have some variety in there. Uh, and you see there's a big range of uh, age groups. There's a big range of different body types, for example. So anyone who's making those types of comments, really honestly, seriously, they have never been on a cruise because there have... I've been on nearly 20 gay cruises now. And David Lamb, uh, who's a frequent guest on this podcast, he's been on more than me. He's well into the 20s, if not closer to 30 by now. We know lots of people that go on these cruises. If you watch uh, any of my videos, cruise videos were the ones that are filmed on board, the after movies, if you will. You see, I have friends that I'm talking to that are, uh, in the videos that I talk to that I'm like dancing with, partying with, hanging out with, doing things with on the cruises. And we're like not just cruise friends. Like we're also friends like outside of those cruises. And those people keep going back as well. And all these people that are like my actual real life proper friends will all back me up and saying it's not just quote unquote like young, muscled up, whatever, pretty boys to borrow a phrase that – uh is those are not the only type of people that are on the cruise. So there are people that are from their 20s, barely legal age, all the way up to people that are in their 70s, okay, that are on these cruises. Depending on the cruise that you go on, you don't get the exact same distribution. But even on the Atlantis January Caribbean cruise that sails down from Florida, that cruise Swings the youngest in terms of uh, age groups, if you will. There's a the uh, great the, there's the biggest portion of uh, kind of younger guys in like their 20s and 30s on that cruise compared to the other cruises on the Atlantis calendar for the whole year. But that is more of like a party cruise. That's just more like uh, like a you know they do like the EDM uh, DJs most on that cruise. You know, there's something for everyone. That that cruise tends to swing a little bit younger. It's a little bit more focused on, like, the parties. So it therefore attracts uh, a younger crowd. But even on that cruise that swings, you know, the youngest, uh, not that everyone on there is young per se, uh, there's still lots of people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, into their 70s on that cruise. So it's, like, it, it, it's just hard to believe anyone. Just think about it. If you see one of those comments saying that, oh, it's only, like, young, muscly, roided up, whatever. Like, anything that says there's only, like, one stereotypical type of 
person, what type of guy that's on these cruises, it if you think about it, it doesn't make sense like at all. Like that person is just, I don't know, mad that they can't or don't. I don't know what I don't know what their problem is. I'm not here to analyze people's problems, to be really honest. But if you think about it logically, it doesn't make sense that we can find uh, like four or five thousand photocopies of some like generic LA plastic to go on these cruises. Okay, when you get three, four, five thousand gay men going on a cruise. Like, even by default, you're going to get, like, a bunch of diversity in that, to be really, really honest. And I've talked about before, there's so many different types of activities that you can do on a cruise. Some of them will attract uh, a younger crowd, but there are a lot of activities that are not geared towards party boys, right? Young party party boys, just to, like, borrow that stereotype to make it a little bit easier. Uh, and I've gone into, like, all the different activities. There's... There's all these shows. There's all this entertainment. They have always a pianist on board the ship, and they'll do, uh, they'll just sing, uh, and they'll just play tunes at uh, one of like the smaller bars. And that's not typically seen as you know something uh, that a uh, 25 year old would go to. It's go to like a piano bar type of an event. They also have comedians that do uh, do comedy. They do stand up, right? Uh, usually there's like several of them that do uh, those types of stand-up shows. And uh, I've been to those shows. I filmed some of that stand-up before. I've had it in some of my videos. And when I look out into the crowd, it's like there's various eight ranges. Actually, uh, probably Springs like a little bit older. A lot of people that are maybe like in their 40s, 50s, and 60s uh, kind of tend towards the stand-up. I feel like people that are like 21 might not get a lot of those jokes, <laughs> to be really honest. And then there are drag shows, and that attracts pretty much like every age range when I go to those drag shows, right? And then you get like the big kind of headlining uh, talent that goes to the shows that are at the main theater and there's a whole bunch of different types of entertainment that Atlantis, for example, brings on. So we have Billy Porter that was on the January 2023 cruise. And when I look out into the crowd, uh, there was like pretty wide age range, but again, more towards people that were in like, maybe like, 40s into 50s, I would say. Uh, it's, you know, Billy Porter is, uh, is, is not like someone who's like the, I, I, how do I say this without like totally insulting him because I have so much respect for him. You know, he, he doesn't attract the, he's got, okay, this is going to be difficult. I'm going to have to edit this. But, you know, Billy Porter's been around for a while, and he's known by multiple generations, okay? His story is so, like, it's so empowering and so inspiring. If you, like, have, like, just read him out on, on Wikipedia or if you get a chance to, like, hear his story, like, his struggles and, like, how he kind of pulled himself up is so inspiring, to be honest. Um, yeah, but I would just say, um, yeah, it was, it, it's... For the people that have never been on a gay cruise, they really just don't know. Like, if you've not done it, how would you know? To be to be really honest, and for anyone who's been on even just half a gay cruise, they will see there is so much diversity in the boys, the men, the people that go on the cruises in terms of like age, in terms of race, in terms of like body types, in terms of like their interests. So, you know, this is, again, like, I've been on, like, nearly 20 of these things. A lot of my close friends have been on, like, 10, 20, 30 of these things. 
And, you know, I talk to like lots of different people that are on the cruises, people that are, you know, like strangers to me because I volunteered to work for Team Atlantis on like four of these cruises where part of the job when I volunteer is to talk to like a lot of the guests and, you know, to help them with finding their way to where the theater is or helping them with like their uh, dining reservations or just, you know, greeting them when they come into like the bar and, you know, uh, just making sure that they're happy, right? It's customer service. And I talked to a lot of them and yeah, like, you know, I, it's everywhere. It's, it's all over the board. So it just really doesn't make sense. So next time you see any comment on the internet, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse by now. Anytime you see a comment on the internet, and it's, it's always some random anonymous uh, that will put that one comment and it's like hit and run and like they won't reply to any comments that are replies to theirs. That says there's only like one type of person and it's like, oh, it's only like uh, pretty young muscle roided up whatever boys and like circuit queens that go or like blah, 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 blah. None of it is true. And I want to put it out there because a lot of people, uh, I know a lot of people that are new to cruises. They've not never been on a cruise, but they want to be on a cruise. They uh, watch my videos because I see a lot of those comments. Yeah, so uh, yeah, just keep that in mind anytime you see anyone that uh, just kind of stereotypes uh, the types of guys that go on the cruises because unless they've been on a cruise, and it, I don't we really, I don't recommend clapping back on comments. Because I'm very much like the comments is really just like the 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 trash heap of like the bottom of the ocean type of the thing on the internet. Um, everyone's got an opinion. No one's accountable. <laughs> That's what the comment section is. And so it's just cheap to like throw a, throw a hateful, nasty, negative comment out there. That's not at all constructive. That doesn't help anyone. And it's like them probably just projecting how sad and crabby their own life is or just jealousy or whatever it is i don't know i'm not a therapist but i don't recommend clapping back i don't clap back i barely engage on comments at all um yeah but next time you see that and you think like oh is it just that one type of guy you know that's on there am i gonna fit in just take it from someone where there's like videographic evidence and photographic evidence that I've been on many of these cruises. Look at all the videos that I've made about cruises. Look at all the filming I've done on all the various cruises that I've been on. And there's also video proof that I volunteered to be part of Team Atlantis on multiple of these cruises. And by the number of cruise videos I've put out, you can see how many cruises I've also been on. Take it from someone who's proven to have been on many of these cruises to tell you and set the record straight, there is a lot of diversity in the type of people that go on these gay cruises. So there's really not just like the one type of guy. Cool. I feel like I feel like this my point could have been gone across in like, I don't know, <laughs> two minutes, and I've been talking for like 15. Anyways, well, if you didn't want to listen to the podcast, you don't have to be here. Uh, okay. Let's switch the topic a little bit. Uh, we'll get off the gay cruises. Speaking of comments, something I just found, um, I wasn't upset by this, but I found very interesting uh, was I do look at the comments for this podcast on YouTube because I 
multiple times in the past have said, oh, if you have some feedback, leave them in the comments on YouTube for uh, the different episodes of this podcast. And I didn't get a lot of comments, you know, but there's only three of you listening or watching this, which is fine, whatever. Like I said, I do this for fun to have a way for me to just talk and talk and talk into the ether because my friends are sick of me talking all the time. Um, but on the uh, episode two weeks ago, which was, uh, by the way, that's the one that was age-restricted on YouTube, so you can't just search for it. It won't just come up on your feed on YouTube. You have to go to my channel and look up my uploads to get to that one, and that was episode 38, and that one is age-restricted because we talked about sex and orgies and that kind of stuff. Uh, David was on that one. And then I just found this really interesting um, it made me laugh. Uh, someone commented, and obviously this is some random person that I, just some random person on the internet. You and David are getting older faster than you think. No more pick and choose your sex. You can only take what you can get at the parties or anywhere else. You can never go back. I found that so funny because what makes you think we were ever, we ever had the quote-unquote privilege to like walk into a party and be like you 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 I want to have sex with you like to pick and choose like that's such a elitist way of thinking like it didn't even like process for me like when I first read it it's like who gets to pick and choose like no one unless you're like I don't know <laughs> like people don't just people don't get to pick and choose there's such a warped sense of reality that you think anyone can walk into a function and pick and choose who they want to have sex with and those guys would just automatically be like oh my god yes i'm so thankful that you picked me please have sex with me but no this sounds like someone this sounds like a 12 year old kid i don't know this sounds like someone who's not an adult Someone who doesn't know how, uh, like, lacking social skills, homeschooled, I don't know. I, I'm taking some jabs here, but I, I just I just honestly find it funny because who, no, who, no one gets to pick and choose. Who gets to pick and choose? No one. It's like, it's such a weird concept that you think anyone, that anyone thinks there are people out there that are like, that can just walk into a place and be like, oh, you know, unless you're like Scarlett Johansson or something, Right. Even Scarlett Johansson wouldn't walk in the room and just be like, it, it just, it's just not, it's so, it blows my mind that I was like, I was laughing out loud when I first heard this because the concept is so, the concept is so ridiculous. And then um, there was like, there was someone that, uh, someone that, there was someone that agreed and I said, LOL, do you think they really have much choice now? It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know why people think me and David are, that implies that me and David, we are like desperate for sex. And then we have like that. We have problem finding people that would find us sexually attractive. Um, not that's anyone's business, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not like, you know, like the youngest, hottest thing out there, but like, I don't really think anyone should think of themselves as like the youngest, hottest thing out there and be able to like, whatever, pick and choose. I feel like that's such a turnoff for me, honestly. Um, and there's another person that clapped back at the people that would be like, more sex than you have or have, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, I, find it, I find it interesting. I'm not offended by it because I really don't care about 
comments. It's not like it's not really like a personal attack. Um, but yeah, it could, for I know, it could be like a bot on the internet. They, you know, bots. I don't, when I see something on the internet, I don't know if it's a bot or AI or a real person anymore, unless it comes from like a verified account. Even something like when it's a verified account, there's whole this, this whole scandal going on in the media how there's certain uh, editor, editorial style websites where AI have been uh, writing and generating a bunch of their articles. Uh, unbeknownst to the reader, like maybe it's hidden away in the terms of service or something like that. So you're reading something that you thought, oh, it's got an author's name on it, or like it doesn't say that it was AI generated anything. And you thinking a real person wrote this review of like, I don't know, a keyboard or whatever the thing is. And then it turns out like, oh, it was generated by AI. So anyways, yeah, I just found the comment funny because... I don't know. Like, I, I don't, to me, guys that find, guys that generally think they're super hot or whatever, and I don't really know. Like, I don't really, I don't really know how people think of themselves. Like, does anyone really know how other people think of themselves in their head? Like, I, I can, I can see, like, uh, I was at a party a couple of nights ago um, for the long weekend. It was President Day's weekend in the U.S. And yeah, I know, like, we were at a circuit party. Um, and then, yeah, there's, like, a bunch of guys, right? And the way I see it is looks are subjective. If you're Henry Cavill, I mean, that's, like, a very, like, kind of sort of, quote, unquote, universal type of, like, attractive, if you will, right? But that's, like, the 0.01%. You know, he's very blessed, probably rich, good for him. But that aside... You know, when you when you are in a crowd of people, right, like a circuit party, uh, for example, and you look out into the crowd, there's going to be people that you find attractive, probably. But the people that you find attractive is not necessarily the same uh, that your friend or someone else who looks into the same crowd will find attractive, but looks are subjective in that way. I feel like most people know this by now, right? So... Uh, you know, I, I looked in the crowd, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's some people that I find attractive. But I don't think that just because I think they're attractive that they think they're hot. You know what I mean? I feel like everyone's perception of themselves is different and obviously private because uh, we don't know. We don't know. We, don't, we can't read other people's minds, right? You can look at someone and think, wow, that person is so beautiful. And... For all anyone knows, that person's inner dialogue is like uh, the complete opposite. You know, for whatever reason, they don't have great self-esteem in the way that they look or appear to others for whatever reason, right? You really don't know what's in someone's head. But, you know, someone that generally, if, if I somehow knew that someone thinks that they're hot, for me, I, I guess for some people, maybe that's like a turn on or attractive quality. Um, I think it's not attractive if someone thinks, like believes that they are hot shit. And the key is if they also expect other people to kind of like by default automatically also think they are like super hot. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like hot privilege, pretty people privilege kind of a thing um, because there's no like, there's no like 
humility there. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm so hot. People should want to sleep with me. And like uh, I, the pick, fucking pick and choose thing, right? So that's like really weird. But we, we never know. Like I, I look into the crowd of people and like, oh, yeah, there's some guys that I think are physically maybe very attractive. But I don't know what they're thinking in their head, whether they think they're like the hot shit and they can pick and choose. Or maybe they've got a, a very different, even negative self-image, right? So, yeah, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a really weird thing. But it's very easy when you're in a crowd of people, especially in like a gay party, you know, gay club circuit party type situation, to look at someone, see someone and be like, oh, I think that guy's really hot. Um, and because of that, like the hotter you think someone is, the harder it is for you to like approach them right, to, like, talk to them or whatever. I don't like being hit on generally. Um, there were, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. There were, like, uh, there's one guy that tried to talk to me. I was, ta- I was um, it was early on in the night. I got there early. It was raining in LA, and I drove, and I wanted to, like, be able to find parking. So I got there pretty early, and there weren't anyone on the dance floor yet. But uh, a few of my friends were in kind of like the lobby area where everyone's kind of hanging out. It was so early. And there was a bar there. But I was uh, talking to a friend that I haven't seen in just like a little while. So lives in LA. And we're just talking blah, blah, blah. And we're talking about flights to Bangkok because we were both in Bangkok recently. Um, blah, blah, blah. And I mentioned like, oh, yeah, you have to, to get between LA and Bangkok. You, there are no direct flights. You have to connect in Taipei or Tokyo or Hong Kong or wherever. And then this guy just like randomly comes up behind me and says to me, do you live in Tokyo? Um, and it was so, it was so, <laughs> it was so awkwardly done um, with like, with very little awareness that I was just like talking to my friend. I think, I think there is, there are some ways that are better if you want to, like, talk to a stranger um, at any kind of social event. And there's some not-so-great ways to do it. Um, when when two people, one-on-one, are having a conversation, just the way that... It's hard to describe, but the way that this person just, like, came up from behind me and just, like, with not saying hi or excuse me or anything, and just be like, oh, you live in Tokyo? I couldn't describe to you how kind of creepy and like very awkward it was um yeah and I, I I didn't know who that was and then so that's the only person that actually talked to me so I, I'm not some hoshi that where I go to a party and everyone it, I'm, I'm not like that um and then later on uh you know a little later in the night that's for starting to fill up a little bit slowly and I was dancing with uh, a couple of friends um and then uh, I was just, literally, I was just like dancing to the music. When I'm dancing to the music and stuff, I'm just like dancing. I'm not really like thinking about that much, honestly. And and then one of my friends that I'm dancing with says, "Oh, hey, that guy, he's trying to hit on you." I'm so oblivious, by the way. Um, I I totally believe. If, if any of you believe that I'm a put together person, you're wrong. I'm clumsy. I flail my limbs. I knock stuff over all the time. I'm Surprised that my rug still have not had a foot stain on it yet because I'm really clumsy. I, anyways, but like I'm dancing and my friend's like, hey, that guy over there, like, uh, 
he's circling. He's been circling. Like he's he's trying to hit on you. And I, I look over and there's like, I don't know, a person. Um, and like, he didn't come up to like talk to me or anything. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just kept dancing. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not against dating someone, meeting people or whatever. But I feel like with me, at least right now, if someone tries to talk to me and it's, you know, when someone talks to you, you can tell the difference between uh, when they want to meet you as like a friend versus they see you as a piece of meat. You know what I'm saying? Like when someone hits on you, when someone hits on me, it makes me feel a little bit like I'm a piece of meat. If that makes any sense, instead of like, uh, well, which is fine. It's you know, like it, it, there's nothing wrong with someone paying you a compliment or kind of letting you know that they they think you're physically attractive to them. I I think I respond a lot better if someone t- comes up and talk to me and they present themselves more as oh I would like to get to know you first as like hey you're hot. D- does that make sense? Yeah, like whereas you know. The, the the vibe that I get is very different. You know, when people talk to me and when people come up to me and you can tell whether when someone hits on you kind of hard, you know, they like look you up and down and like they do the smirk and they the things they say they're implying or just explicitly saying that they think you're physically attractive. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But my preference is if you come up to me more like, oh, I want to get to know you. Not just that you're physically, I find you physically attractive, but, you know, like, oh, let's have a conversation. Just more, like, friendly, you know, instead of, like, literally being, like, hit on, hit on. So, not that I get hit on very much. It's, it's, it's rare. So, like, the, the two people that, well, it, it's the one person that talked to me and the other person that supposedly, according to my friend, was trying to hit on me and, like, didn't. So, that doesn't count. Um, that was only because I was at a circuit party that had like, I don't know, like 800 people there, right? And by the way, no one else talked to me that night, which I'm completely fine with. I don't go to parties to like look for guys to hook up with or to hit on or whatever. Usually I'm going with friends. Uh, there was a good DJ there last night. Music was good. And I just want to dance with my friends. Not that people can't talk to me. Uh, I made a lot of friends through like various parties, uh, for sure. I'm also on the gay cruise as well. But it's just the approach that's a little like if you come to me and you're just like hitting on me literally, uh, I'm gonna be like, yeah, great. Uh, I'm not like super interested, probably. So, all right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed my. It really felt like I rambled for 30 minutes today. More than usual, I, I took 30 minutes of your life and literally almost talked about nothing. Probably something, barely a topic and a half that really could have been condensed into five minutes. But if you made it this far, I mean, I hope you found some part of this entertaining. And yeah, we'll see what, <laughs> we'll see what comes up out of my mouth next week's podcast. And until then, bye.